Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Suzanne Ross, and we'll be talking about her new book, Rise Up, Awaken Through Revelation, 10 Days on the Ascension Path. Wake Up is a unique multimedia experience enhanced by live interviews with the authors referenced throughout the book, and audio-video downloads of daily practices. Suzanne offers energetic sessions on her website that catapult your leap into consciousness with powerful intentions and divine activations. If you are ready to be all that you can be and live the life of pure joy and expanded awareness, dive into this adventure with an open mind and tune in to the heart of creation. You'll find that love is the most powerful force in all of creation. It created us and unites us and will reunite us with a divine source of being. For more information, you can visit Suzanne's website, which is SuzanneRossWellness.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Suzanne to the show. Good day, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show, Robert, and look forward to diving into a fascinating conversation. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yes, it, 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 it is going to be very fascinating, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about it. Um, so I guess the first, um, the title of the book is Rise Up, Awakening Through Revelation, um, 10 Days on the Ascension Path. So uh, first, um, can you talk about, let's start talking about awakening. Um, what is awakening and then even further awakening through revelation? And so for this second book in the Up trilogy, my first book was Awakening Through Reflection. <laughs> it was all about reflecting on the most transformational experiences of your life so that you could learn the life lessons you came here to learn. And so the second book in the series is Awakening Through Revelation. And in this book, we explore the mysteries of creation. We explore the cosmologies of ancient cultures around the world, visiting sacred sites. And along the way, we explore many revelations about the true nature of reality, how creation came into being, our place in the cosmos, and what that means for us living in the world today. And so awakening through revelation allows us to awaken in a way that makes us feel a profound sense of connection with all that is. Okay, so now with um, the awakening, once we get that um, that awareness, um, is, is that then change? What what does that then change in our daily life? 
I find that it gives us a much greater meaning and deeper purpose to our lives. When you walk through your reality with this awareness that you are an integral part of all that is, and when you start to have the ability to tune into the energetic essence of all living things and beings, you walk in this profound awakened state of oneness. And I find that it brings so much inner peace and ecstatic bliss, this idea that you are an integral part of this infinite sea. It just, you know, it it catapults you beyond this mundane existence into this greater cosmic connection with the universe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I understand, you know, that, um, you know, and it's it's kind of, I just find it interesting that, I mean, you you talk about, um, you know, this mundane um, physical existence. Um, It's, um, to me, it's interesting in that sense that, you know, it may appear to be mundane, but it isn't, I guess is what, you know, because once you, I guess, get that awareness, then anything that you do isn't really mundane because it's all a part of that greater picture. Beautifully expressed, exactly. So it can take this reality that you know, we're living in just in this 3D box of, wake up, go to work, come home, you know, it can catapult it to a whole nother level. And so then you find bliss in every moment. You learn to embrace every precious moment of this life that you've been given. And so even things like driving on the freeway and you look around and you realize that you're with the children of God and, you know, you might notice a beautiful mountain in the distance. And when you're in this awakened state, it takes mundane activities of everyday life and just catapults them into a much higher vibration. Yeah, 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 I I agree. Now, Ascension, you know, the second part of the title, 10 Days on the Ascension Path. Um, Can you tell us what Ascension means to you? I mean, I I, I hear a lot of talk about it, but it seems to mean different things to different people. So fundamentally, I feel Ascension can just simply represent raising your awareness, raising your love light frequency, you might say. It's raising your spirituality. And so ascension and just raising your awareness and becoming more awakened in the world in this higher state of elevated consciousness and all of these terms raising and elevated you know all (laughs) assimilate with ascension so we can just start there okay okay well good and you know i mean you know it's um to me it it is a now when we're talking about an ascension path we were talking about it kind of being a um 
you want to uh, live in that state as much as possible. I mean, it's it's is is it? Am I correct in assuming that this is one of those things that you practice at? I mean, and it, it's not a twenty four seven state of being, but it's but it's um, you know maybe something to aspire to, but it, that's not always the case, or is it? It depends on how long you've been practicing and doing these okay. intense, you know, meditations and walking out in nature. And, you know, I feel that the more and more and more you become aware and awake and make an intentional effort to move through your day in this state, that it can be very much a 24-7 state of being. And for myself, I found it was exactly that at first. Um, And, you know, this is decades ago when I first started uh, meditating and connecting uh, into nature on long walks and you know so initially it would just be during meditation and during the walks right and then as I got more and more into my spiritual journey I found that I was naturally moving into these states and applying it to every aspect of my life. Now I was going to work and walking into work and looking around and feeling so incredibly blessed to be able to serve in this way and to be able to enhance the lives of others and look into their eyes and know that they're God, God looking back at me. And so you see all of these principles then start to um, emerge in your everyday life in really beautiful, blissful ways. Okay. Now, part of part of the, the title of the book is the Ten Days on the Ascension Path. So, um, in, in in your book, you talk about the ten day virtual adventure. Um, so, tell us a little bit. First of all, are we talking literal ten days, or is this um, is it like on day one? with a topic of like search for a sacred symbol that it could be more than a particular day. So tell us about the structure of this 10-day adventure. Thanks for asking that. That's a really good question. It is an over 400-page book, and I've had other people ask me that, too. Do I have to do all of day one on day one? And it's like, no. I mean, it's set up to be uh, in 10 stages, if you will, or 10 different experiences that build on one another. But, uh, yes, certainly you can do it at your own pace. Well, that's good good to know because, I mean, it's, you know, and by the way, it is almost 400 pages, but with the – the type and that kind of thing, it could easily have been five or six hundred pages. I mean, there's just so much information in, in your book, and it's great. Um, but but a, just, it is a, a lot of information. Um, so, with okay, so we got this 10 days um, path. What would the reader or the person who is um, you know, doing the or walking, I guess we're walking the ten days on this path. Um, what what is it that they would be experiencing through this process? And so it is a very interactive journey, and as you know, it includes 
uh, interactive practices, meditations and journaling. And so I invite the adventurer, we call them, we don't call them a reader, we call them an adventurer because they really are on this adventure, um, to go and start the adventure in their own backyard. And so the first day I invite the adventurer to just you know, walk out their own front door and search for a sacred symbol in creation. And so as they're walking out in nature, they're looking for patterns that repeat themselves in the natural living things and beings. And so this prompts them to start their journey off in a very personal way. And then, of course, I guide them further into exploring how these sacred symbols really are the fundamental patterns of creation. And what does that mean? How are these patterns even um, integrated into the creation of everything? And so we start there. We start with the beginningless, endless sea of pure consciousness and move into how we got here and now in these forms, in this place, and how the fundamental patterns of creation, the flower of life and the platonic solids, like how do they show up in creation? And one of the fun stories that I tell on day one is that I was teaching a class about sacred geometry and we had gone on vacation to Pismo Beach and on my walk I was thinking how am I going to teach my students about how the flower of life shows up in form and all of a sudden my husband tapped me on the shoulder and said look around and I opened my eyes and there were hundreds of perfect sand dollars everywhere. And I picked one up, and there it was, the flower of life right on the sand dollar. So I started collecting them up and cleaned them up and gave them to my students to show them this is how the flower of life, for instance, shows up in form. And I felt it was a miracle because we had walked on that beach many times and never seen any sand dollars. And as I was asking the creator this question, boom, this miracle of all these perfect sand dollars. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, it, yeah, it is. I know I'm amazed at how often those kinds of things happen. I mean, you know, I mean, it's been uh, lately, too, <laughs> for me, it's just been one thing after another. And, and you know, there, I mean, it would be something where I would um, be, um, like, writing, you know, just writing, you know, part of my, my nature deck. And, and then as I am writing a word, you know, it comes on the television, that word, you know, right at the same very mo- moment that that happens. And, you know, it kind of shakes me. It's like, you know, the odds of that synchronicity happening, you know, cause you to sit back and wonder. And and it seems like that is, you know, when, when you are um, confronted or, you know, presented with those kinds of things that, you know, they're kind of, kind of asking you to take, sit up and take notice. To take notice, right, is the key. And so getting back to just being awake and aware, right, allows yeah. you to see these divine synchronicities that are unfolding all around you all day long. But you really do have to be aware 
to notice them. I believe that miracles manifest every day. We just have to recognize them and believe. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree very much, and and I, I I notice that, you know, once when they happen, and I not only take notice, but you know, give a little sense of gratitude by saying thank you or something like that. That the the frequency seems to increase, which is you know, which is what I like because every time that happens, I, I do get that sense of connectedness, recognizing that you know there is a bigger picture here that you know certain forces are aligning for this to happen. You know, coincidentally or synchronistically, you know, for it, to, you know, for me to take notice. Um, and and I think there are people out there though when that happens they don't take notice. Um, so I, I guess there's that choice to awaken or not to awaken. Absolutely, and certainly walking in that high frequency state of gratitude is going to invite more synchronicities and beautiful synchronicities that allow your path to be illuminated and then all the people, places, and things that are necessary for your dreams to come true will magically manifest. Yeah, exactly. So now at the end of each of the day's adventure that you have in the book, you you have meditations and activations. So tell us about those and why you included those at the end of each day. So we're exploring things that are philosophical, spiritual, cosmologies of ancient cultures who present possibilities about how creation came into being, our origin and destiny. And so I have taken the approach where I am not telling anyone that this is how creation came into being. I am presenting possibilities for them to contemplate and explore. And so the meditations allow the adventure to go within and explore what aspects of creation or the creation story resonates for them as being true so that they discover what's true for them, their own truths, and then they can journal them in the journaling section. And I just find that's really important when you're talking about topics like these, that are philosophical in nature or even religious or spiritual in nature. I know when I first started to awaken on my path, one of the very first questions I answered is, or I asked myself was, you know, who am I? Like, what is this reality? What is my form? And, you know, how did we get here? And where are we from? You know, all of these big questions, and I just developed this insatiable curiosity about it and so dove into many different um, aspects, books, uh, documentaries, what have you, following various teachers of science and spirituality to get my answers Um, and then wanted to present them in such a way that it inspired others to you know, have that curiosity and then go on the path of self-discovery, but along the way discover their own truths. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does, and and you know, it's the you know the application um, of 
the information and and like you say, you know, trying to identify what resonates and what uh, yeah what resonates with you and what doesn't, um, because some things will and and some things won't. And um, I think that's I think that's just the nature of exploration, <laughs> you know, an adventure is to recognize that you know sometimes you'll you'll hit that uh, beautiful picture perfect spot and sometimes you won't um but you still explore yes i feel more open and invited when i hear you know what if especially when it comes to things that aren't necessarily provable right (laughs) we're talking about (laughs) things in the cosmos and possibly our starseed origins and you know these are things that possibilities that we can explore and tune into, but um, it doesn't resonate with me to be told this is fact. This is a you know right. possibility that we can explore and then see if it resonates for us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, one of the things um, in your book that I really loved is the, the discussion about creator consciousness. Um, and, you know, in, in the book you talk about how the explorer uh, can shift into um, this empowered state of being. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? I, I, I just, um, you know, there, there's that creator, in addition to creator consciousness, I'm just so um, aware of the co-creative nature of everything, <laughs> you know. Um, so, I mean, it, it's creative, but also I, I just think that, you know, once we get the awareness that we have that creator consciousness is then to take it to the next level and, and work with other creators to co-create. So tell us a little bit about that creator consciousness that you talk about in the book. Well, just what you said, Robert, was so spot on. We are creators, of course, because each and every one of us is an aspect of the one infinite creator. And so as such, we too are creator beings. But of course, as much as we can create our reality with the power of our thoughts and intentions and expectations, certainly we can develop skills of manifestation. But this is a co-creative reality we're living in, especially here on planet Earth. I believe that this is a consensus reality that we have all co-created <laughs> and agreed to. And so, of course, every day we are creating within this consensus reality, but we're co-creating with all others in it. And then certainly, as we become aware that we are part of a much greater cosmos and that we originate from the divine source, we realize even further that we are co-creating with our cosmic brothers and sisters as well as co-creating, of course, with the source of all it is. Oh, I agree. And, and the idea that we had a consensus to go through 2020 <laughs> makes us really wonder what we're Why we did thinking? we agree to that? Right. <laughs> it must really. have been really valuable lessons. <laughs> really, exactly. I, I'm sure that's the case. Uh, now, one of the one of the things you mentioned about you know you talked about source and and um, in the um, 
picture, I mean, excuse me, in the book, you uh, present the idea of um, one great self. Um, and let me kind of read this exactly. Expressing 12 aspects of its personality as the 12 archetypes that we have the 12 archetypes in how we as the internal children also project these 12 aspects into 12 dimensions of space and time. So, boy, great the great self expressing 12 aspects via archetypes, um, and those we project those 12 aspects into 12 dimensions. So that's a lot of stuff we're doing, <laughs> a lot of expression. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? model, that, that, that thought, concept. Thank you for focusing on that, Robert, because this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> and so I became a big fan of theosophy and dove into Madame Blavatsky's material, Alice Bailey. And as I started to understand their philosophy that we have 144 soul extensions. I began to understand that what they're saying is that we have 12 aspects of our personality dispersed in different timelines in each of 12 dimensions, giving us 144 soul extensions. And so if you can imagine that here we are in 3D and we have 11 other soul extensions that are exploring different timelines all at once in the eternal now moment. And so it always comes back to that eternal now moment. And I do believe that time is an illusion given to us in order so that we can have experiences that have a beginning and an ending. But in truth, as hard as it is for our linear minds to um, <laughs> contemplate this, that there really is one eternal now where everything's happening all at once. From that perspective, you could imagine that you have one eternal soul standing at the center of creation and projecting holographic fractals of its 12 personalities into 12 dimensions all at once. And this eternal soul is producing, directing, watching, witnessing these multiple incarnations unfold now where do the 12 aspects of personality come from i believe that when the one great self decided to know thyself in an existential way that this is when the one great self moved out of infinity and created a realm called eternity because in order to create there needs to be a beginning and so he created this one perfect universe at the center of creation you might call the central universe and there all of these things and beings are created in their perfect divine blueprint the creator himself then created three aspects in each of four directions. You might say the Trinity expressed mm. in each of the four elements, giving us 12 personalities. Wow. Boy, that, again, there's a lot. When you, when you sit back and 
ponder <laughs> that um, all of that's going on. Um, um, I mean, I, I just to me it, it, it gets to be um, it, uh, it can be I don't want to say overwhelming, but I mean it can be just um, hard to grasp. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that we've we've got all of this going on, um, and a lot obviously a lot of it is beyond our aware our, our awareness or our sensory awareness. Um, you know. Um, but nonetheless, when you um, apply the um, principles behind the archetypes and and um, you know the dimensions, then you it kind of makes a lot of things in life and what people um, and and life in general make sense. Um, so it's it's hard to. Um, you know, in one sense it makes sense. The other hard in the sense it's kind of hard to grasp. But you know, we've got these twelve dimensions going, dimensions going on simultaneously, um, and and to, to um, jump from that linear perspective to a nonlinear reality, um, it's, I would think it takes practice to be able to make that perceptual shift. Yes, absolutely. Um, along my journey. I began to do automatic writing and then channeling, and then I discovered that I could do past life regressions for people. And as I started to be able to um, see through the eyes of the eternal soul of my client and view these incarnations they were having in different timelines, I started to understand more this idea that the reason that I can watch movies about someone's past life, quote-unquote past life, is because <laughs> they're happening now. <laughs> so when you can really tune into the eternal soul, who is and always has been and always will be, then you can watch these movies unfolding in different timelines because in a, in essence they're all unfolding at once so you see they never went anywhere and that's why they're easy to grasp and and revive and witness does that make sense <laughs> it does it does it does and that's we're, we are actually right at the halfway point there, Suzanne, so I want to take just a quick break, and I do want to invite listeners, if you would like to call in and ask Suzanne any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359, and for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to pose them there. Um, and then when we come back from break, Suzanne, I want to talk a little bit more, dive into a little bit more about the the adventure into the sacred temple sites and, and, and why you have them there, and that we can talk a little bit about um, its importance, okay? Wonderful. I look forward to it. Great. Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows 
we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today my special guest is Suzanne Ross, and we're talking about her book, Rise Up, Awakening Through Revelation, 10 Days on the Ascension Path. And again, you can find out more about Suzanne by visiting her website, which is SuzanneRossWellness.com. Okay, and with that, we're back, Suzanne. Thank you for returning to the second <laughs> half hour. <laughs> I'm so delighted to dive into sacred temple sites. Yes, yeah. So, so tell us about you know, tell us about you know, you know what part they have in this um, revelation, and um, you know why you put them in there, and which which ones did you put in, and why? So I. Find that the cosmologies of different ancient cultures are varying. However, there is a similarity, and I find that the similarities within different perspectives on how creation came into being, the origin and destiny of beings, when you find the similarities among different ancient cultures, religions, spiritual belief systems, even science, that now you're really starting to discover the fundamental truth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I picked Egypt, of course, because their cosmology right. is so incredibly fascinating with the Egyptian pantheon, and they have a different deity that represents different aspects of creation. And, of course, we explore their cosmology on a deep and comprehensive level by um, looking at the Egyptian mystery schools. And much of the Egyptian mystery schools also talk about sacred geometry, codes and symbols and signs, the elements and how form came into being through frequency and vibration. And so I find it, I just love the Egyptian mystery schools and have um, dedicated quite a bit of time and energy exploring those and also some of the... uh, philosophical belief systems that came out of it like uh Rosicrucian and <laughs> and oh, then yeah. 
beyond that, then um, going to the Mayan temples, because, of course, they were masters of time. And so exploring some of the Mayan codex and their stories about creation and the gods and deities they call star people or sky gods. And, of course, you had that in Egypt, too. You had Osiris um, coming from Orion and Isis coming from Sirius. And so, you know, you get this idea from the Mayans, from the Egyptians, and we even go to the Dogon tribes in Africa where they believe that they are from the star Sirius. And so you start to get this idea across these ancient cultures that we have star ancestors and that our origins are in the stars and as such we likely all have star seed DNA. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know it's to me it, it it is fascinating the those threads that you know that those common elements you talked about earlier, you know, within various ancient civilizations and you know it, it does make one wonder with you know so many common elements written with such distance how how that could happen. So I mean, yeah, you know, and once once you recognize that similarity and just accept that for what it is, and, and recognize the the time period, then you you know you kind of you, if you're open minded, you really need to you know reassess exactly how you know how and why you know who we are, where we came from, and all that kind of thing. Um, now, one of the things that, you know, you know, you were talking about the 12 dimensions. Um, now, one of the things I want to kind of talk a little bit more about um, that is there was um, the idea of, you know, there being parallel timelines and dimensions coexisting. So now, um, and then um, there's the idea that, um it's the reality that timeline that we're in is depends on our our frequency, you know, and how we can project our mind into a different timeline. So, my my question is is that okay? So we've got this. We are here in this timeline during this, you know, in this particular dimension. Um, you know, there's also other you know dimensions and other timelines going on. Now, um, is it um, possible? to um, experience what's happening in other timelines um, in this particular one. See, what I'm wondering, is it, is it like a case where there are 12 me's or, you know, one in each dimension, or is it just me or versions or, or, or different um, uh, expressions of, like, who I truly am? in different dimensions. Does that make sense? I mean, is it, it does. me or is mm -hmm. it just or me on a higher level in each of these? I mean, they're all you, right? Because you okay. are your eternal soul standing at the center of your creation projecting these holographic fractals okay. of yourself okay. and all of these different timelines and dimensions. So they're all you, but of course, here we are in this dimension, in this timeline, as a unique frequency signature, you might say. This particular aspect of yourself is unique and has its own 
expression of being in form and personality. Also, I think there's a um, free will uh, to all of this where this particular expression of yourself has free will to create at will. <laughs> and so you said in this um, form, and as Robert or Suzanne, can we experience ourselves in different timelines and even in different dimensions? My answer to that would, of course, be yes. And how? <laughs> of course, people that uh, master astral travel and meditation can experience different aspects of themselves. I do past life regressions for people live and online. And it's so interesting, Robert, because the technique that I use is putting them into a light hypnotic state and guiding them to reveal to me what they're experiencing. And so they'll say, oh, I see myself, you know, in 1920 and there's all these old, you know, fashion cars and, oh, I think that I'm a wife and I'm, I'm married to a man and I'm shopping with my little girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they have stepped into the body or the experience of this other aspect of themselves in a completely different timeline. But it's so very real what they're seeing and experiencing. And when they come out of the regression, this isn't a timeline they ever had any knowledge or experience of before. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, when when I think about the idea of, you know, and, and you, you, know, you kind of did a little chuckle earlier when you said past lives, recognizing that past lives are current, you know, I mean, with, with the idea of no time <laughs> line, you know. So, um, and so, you know, and when you're talking about a different timeline, um, it, it – um, uh, I, I guess you know if, if I instead of calling it a timeline, if I think about it as maybe just um, like a, a different, well, I guess timeline is the only thing that works. A different See, life, to, right? Yeah. In a different place yeah. in time. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and to see the thing, again, you know, if it's all happening at the same time, is that so basically we've got all of these, all timelines are going on at the same time. So um, to me it, it's, it seems that, you know, if one were to be able to tap into or connect with a, a timeline of the past, would I would think then one would possibly be able to do that for the future. Wouldn't it? Exactly. Or are there too many and that's variables? where you get into like, it, it, you know, there's no time. And that's why I really believe when we are seeing these things that what we've done is somehow we've been able to tune into our eternal soul essence and see through the eyes of our eternal soul. And in doing so, we then mm. can watch any of any lives we set an intention to, right? And yeah. so when we do like uh, pass, um, we just call them past life regression because people recognize that. Right, so right. we say that mm -hmm. we set an intention to explore 
another lifetime that we're living, then that intention alone can produce the vision of that lifetime. I believe it has a lot to do with intention. And then, you know, we seem to have this oversoul that is directing things. And so I always get this idea that when I take someone into a past life regression, that the lives that are going to come up for them in these visions are coming up to them for a very specific purpose and reason at this time. Yeah, I, I, you know, whenever, well, and it seems that um, our each of our lifetimes um, can often be boiled down to, you know, very um, critical moments in in that life experience. You know, that that are you know really strong, you know, kind of probably emotional kind of, you know attractions that um and and uh so when we're talking about you know the the various years as, as you were talking about you know the like the 20s what popped into my head was the idea of recognizing that oversoul kind of saying okay you know you want you want to know what happened just pick a year any year you know and then we'll tell you what you what you how you chose to express yourself during that year um and um so that you know again we would be able to tap into the, the past experiences um and current and and it would seem that in this current existence um we are creating what we will reference in the future <laughs> or will become those critical moments for um that the future will refer back to. I guess it's, I guess what I'm saying is, is that each day we really have the opportunity to create those memorable, pivotal moments. Yes, we certainly do. And I believe this concept of in Buddhism about karma, in the way that everything that we do and think and feel in this lifetime creates some type of karma or some type of memory that will ultimately come to fruition or ripen in such a way that that which we do today will maybe Mm -hmm. ripen tomorrow or a month from now or maybe in our next life. I mean, clearly all of these lifetimes are intricately interconnected, right? And I believe like when I do a past life regression, that the lifetime that comes up is significant for the person because it's having an influence on their life now, right? right. Especially with relationships or even health. And so something comes up and, you know, maybe there was um, – an injury or a traumatic experience or um, a relationship that, 
you know, came up that in this lifetime they're experiencing somehow because it needs to be cleared, particularly if it's influencing their health, like an injury or disease from the past, or if it's a relationship that needs to be, you know, balanced, the karma from that needs to be balanced in this life. When we do these regressions and these stories come to life for them, I feel it gives them a greater understanding of why they're experiencing what they're experiencing, and it also gives us an opportunity to clear that. So once you recognize where it's coming from, you can clear it. You can, you can also rewrite some stories from the past in a different way that affects the way they show up now. And that's that's yeah. supported by quantum physics and <laughs> even, you know, yeah. some science around dimensions and how they affect one another and the effect of time. I know. You know, it, it, you know, as, as you go back, and, and I, I love, you know, the, the quantum perspective in, in so many of its um, uh, beliefs. And, you know, and, and when you distill all of it it all seems to come back to the present the creative moment of the present period you know that yes. everything yes. kind of comes from this and um and we really spend so much time away from the present don't we either in the past or the mm-hmm. future yes but, i feel that if you really want to experience truth and connection that you make a, you set an intention and you move into the eternal now and just become very very present in the now yeah. moment and sometimes i'll put my hand on my heart just because i feel like it's kind of a gateway to eternity <laughs> so mm-hmm. and it's also mm-hmm. the intersection of here and now right And then I'll just get so very present and noticing everything around me. I particularly like to do this on nature walks because I'd like to notice the energetic life force of the plants and the animals and just really connect into the earth and, you know, out in nature with no distractions of artificial buildings or anything, just, you know, become super present and then is when I start to experience magic and miracles, right? A butterfly will come and land in my hand or, you know, I'll see a light anomaly in the sky or, you know, it's like suddenly you're in the now and miracles happen. Yeah. Well, just before today's show, I was at a, a local garden for about two hours, taking photos and and uh, playing around in the gardens and and um, yeah, to me um, that nature connection is just wonderful. I mean, when I'm taking photos, it's um, I mean it's one of those cases where I really do have to kind of be present. I mean, I really do have to look around and and look at you know closely at you know leaves or branches or puddles or whatever you know and um um at the end of two hours i come back and i'm just completely at peace (laughs) you know no matter what state i was in when i went it does bring you this sense of inner peace and even ecstatic bliss 
when you're walking in the eternal now and just so connected. These are times when I have downloads of information or intelligence or just revelations. And these are times when I almost feel like um, I know the truth of reality just by being present in it and that just everything is consciousness and everything is energy vibrating at different frequencies to give it its color and form and density and you know just realizing that we are consciousness too and that's our connection to all that is it's just this profound sense of oneness that makes you feel so much a part of the greater universe. I know when I'm walking out in nature, I never feel alone. I'll make a point to go alone so that I can have these experiences. <laughs> but I never feel alone. And sometimes I even feel I can telepathically communicate with the animals along the way. You know, it's just like almost these innate gifts that we have seem to come to life. Yes, I feel like oh, the yeah, eternal now yeah. moment is a magical place. Oh yeah, it's, it's amazing. During um, one point during the walk, I was um, at the far end of the gardens where it's mostly just um, bare um, moss draped trees with just the moss, and so it was very gray. I mean, and um, just uh, I saw a speck of red and zoomed in, and there was a cardinal, and he was as pretty as he could be. And I thought, well, you know, you thought you were hiding, but <laughs> you know, um, and it was just a speck, a speck of red, you know, but um, but. It, grabbed my attention and and uh so um you know i i think that like you say you have have to go with an intention you know of of being open to being shown you know something right this is a lot of what i write about in my book robert as you know um you know these walks that i would take where on this particular walk i would run across these egrets and, you know, these big, tall birds, and I would look at these birds across the stream and send them messages. You are so beautiful. <laughs> look what a magnificent being you are. And the bird would just stare back at me like our eyes would be locked, right, as I would send uh-huh. these messages of love. And then the bird would follow me all the way down the stream, fly above the stream. Every time I look up, the bird would be, you know, 10 feet from me again. And, you know, then it would allow me to get closer and closer and closer. And it's just, you know, if I had just been walking thinking about, you know, emails I needed to send or phone calls I needed to make, you know, these things don't happen. <laughs> you know, they're right. magical experiences that you invite in when you walk in the present of the now. <sighs> I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, and just like the egret was um, happy to be able to communicate through, you know, thought or image or or um, intention, you know, um, which is important. Um, gosh, we're, we're already down to the end of the show, Suzanne. We just kind of <laughs> zip. Through this hour, I was just um. Uh, so um, let's see here. Is there anything that um, we haven't covered? You know, maybe you would like to say to people. Um, you know, either about rise up or um, just you know messages 
or perspectives for people, you know, after this horrendous, this transformative year that we just went through? Believe in your ability to make a powerful, positive difference in your own life and then in doing so, the lives of all others. We just have to keep believing that love is the most powerful force in the universe and that when we come together in love and compassion and support for one another, that we can manifest a new earth where unity, peace, and harmony prevail. I believe that 100%, and the more of us that do, the more the more we create that. Um, I also would like to mention that um, one of the unique things about my book, Rise Up, is that I reference other authors' books throughout, and at the same time, I've interviewed all of these authors, and so it's really fun to be able to um, click on the link for that in the book or you know, follow that link and watch the interviews about the topics we explore in the book with the authors that I reference. And then also um, the uh, meditations are all available as audio downloads on my website. And then I offer also counseling for those who are moving through the experience so that you can literally have a discussion with me about what you're experiencing during this transformational adventure on the ascension path. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to wow. make it a multimedia experience. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's, I'm, I, I love the idea of um, linking the um, information to your interviews. I mean, it's you know, to me, that's that's wonderful. And also, your book is um, highly referenced. So um, you also, you know, have links to lots of um, supportive, um, connecting information that people really want to explore further. So that's a real, a real plus. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, thank you for your time today, Suzanne. I really enjoyed our conversation. I knew I would, and I really did enjoy our conversation today. I enjoyed it very much, too, Robert, and thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. And to all who are listening, I send you love and many blessings. Namaste. Thank you very much. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Suzanne Ross. We've been talking about her book, Rise Up, Awakening Through Revelation, 10 Days on the Ascension Path. And again, you can find out more by visiting Suzanne's website, which is SuzanneRossWellness.com. And again, as she said, on that website, uh, you can she has meditations, activations, um, media. She has all kinds of information on the website. So do check that out, um, SuzanneRossWellness.com. So everyone, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at ByteRadio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light 
by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.